Hello beautiful people, my name is Shvama and I am from Slovakia and today we are talking about Judaism. Actually, uh, on the cap, this is Kylie Webb and I am only a quarter Slovakian. But I'm working on my accent, so <laughs> always got to be ready. All right, so back to the information. If you are into Judaism, if you are a Christian or you just want to learn more about religion, then this short 10-minute little spiel is going to be very, very interesting. All right, so starting out, there are four main groups within Judaism. And that is the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Essenes, and the Zealots. And each of those play a specific role in the growth and maturation of the Judaic religion. So, first of all, we have the Pharisees, which from the Greek means the separated ones. And these people were strictly devoted to the Torah. And they were very uh, closed in the sense of they saw other people as unclean that were not within their group. And they were very, very strict on the interpretation and the application of the Judaic religion. Um, so they performed animal sacrifices, they performed it, and they believed that you needed to do that in order to have access to God. And they believed that God commanded animal sacrifices ritually in order to access him. And then second of all, we have the Sadducees, which were a conservative, wealthy, and aristotic party of the status quo. And they were often um, used in order to keep the peace between the Romans and the Jews. And so there was a 71-member uh, Sanhedrin Supreme Council, and their beliefs were a little different. They saw the Torah more as the inspired word of God, and the Pharisees saw the Torah more as the literal word of God. So if you're a Christian, a comparison would be fundamental Christians would be similar to Pharisees. And um, progressive Christians would be more like Sadducees. So they were a lot more, um, I'd say, a little more on the inspired side. And they did not believe in a resurrection or life after death. And then the Essenes, which in the Syriac, uh, Greek from the Syriac, were called the Holy Ones. And they were a monastic group, especially in Qumran. And they actually, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls were because of them, which is really cool. And they were a monastic group in the desert uh, far away. And they did not believe in animal sacrifices like the Pharisees or the Sadducees. And they did their own thing with a uh, baptismal uh, washing, a lot of cleansing. So they did a lot of baptiz baptism. And they would worship three times a day. They would, uh, they wouldn't eat meat. They often had a, uh, very mystic component to them. So if you were to, uh, relate this to a Christian background, it would be more like Christian mysticism. So more focused on the relationship with God rather than the actual, I need to do this, I need to have this done. So while the Pharisees may had, may have had 600 plus commandments that they needed to keep, the Essenes were much more focused on the essence of God's message, on the relationship with God. And then the fourth and last 
group are the zealots and in greek the zealous ones they were extremist fighters who regarded political freedom as a religious imperative so they were resisting a lot anything that was against them they believed uh, no rule but the law no king but god so they led a lot of revolts against rome they believed that they needed to conquer and they often did try to conquer and often did go into a lot of wars um and yeah so those are the four main groups that uh we have access to and understanding of the jewish religion now interestingly enough you might not know this or you might it just depends but judaism is not a standalone religion a lot of judaism shares religious ideas and and texts from other neighboring religions and so it isn't just this uh religion where it was just this book <laughs> came straight down from god and then was just seen as perfectly without error inerrant just straight from the hand of god but it was brought through people who said this is inspired by god and also from different neighboring religions so for example um, the oldest scripture of judaism can be seen past a certain point right so we have all the way from the 8th century to the 1st century most of the books in the bible were written and there were a lot of neighboring religions that had almost the exact same uh tale or the exact same writing or the exact same uh belief system that were even older so for example epic of gilgamesh was a tablet that was found and it is 1800 bc so that is one of the oldest tablets that uh they found and what's so interesting about that is that the epic of gilgamesh is a story of a man who was created from the earth by god he lives amongst the animals in a natural paradise until he's tempted by a woman he accepts food from this woman and is forced to leave the place where he lives after becoming aware of his own nakedness so as you can see this adam and eve story is not first just from the person who wrote it in the old testament but it's actually predated even earlier in the epic of gilgamesh which is very interesting another example is the story of the great flood uh, you know about this if you're a christian but um pretty much there's very specific dimensions and it shows how to explain how to create this uh huge huge arc right and this was also found in the story of Utnapnepshim within the epic of Gilgamesh. So we have a lot of crossover that is often not talked about within Christianity. And I think a big reason, and in Judaism, I think a big reason is because then it takes away the holiness, the this religion. This religion is above all other religions. See, if there is some crossover, then it kind of begs a question of, okay, well, maybe you guys aren't only the chosen ones of God, but maybe God doesn't have favorites. Maybe he speaks to everyone, not just the Jews during that time. 
And so another example is the book of Proverbs is very, very, very closely related to instruction of Amenapi, uh, which is very interesting. For example, Proverbs 22, 22, do no violence to the poor because he is poor and do not oppress the needy in the gate. And then Amenopi chapter one, beware of robbing the poor and oppressing the afflicted. So there's a lot of crossover that's very interesting. Or for the Ten Commandments in the Bible, it's very, if not, it's super similar to the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which was uh, around, the Egyptian Book of the Dead was around 2600 BC. And for example, uh, the Book of the Dead is, I have not blasphemed. And then Exodus 27 is, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Or the Book of the Dead, I have not committed adultery, I have not lain with men. Exodus 20.14, thou shalt not commit adultery. Book of the Dead, I have not stolen. Exodus 20.15, thou shalt not steal. So there's a lot of similarity between that and the Code of Hammurabi, which is dated around uh, 1772 BC. So what's the point in all this? When you start to see this, you start to realize that there's just a lot of similarities and it's very interesting that these predate the writings of the Jewish scripture. And it makes you wonder perhaps what could be the reason for that? Could this dismantle the idea that the Jewish religion is the only true religion and all other religions are false? Or could this point to the idea, something farther along in understanding that God is for everyone, God loves everyone, that he is not for one group of people, but he's for everyone. He wants everyone to come to God. And so potentially this begs the question of many questions of what is the relationship we have with one another? Do we see ourselves as better? Do we see our religions as better? Could there potentially be some crossover? And if there is, would we be willing to see if it is something to look into? So yeah, that is for today's episode. And if you have any questions or anything, um, please, if there's an ability, you can comment below. And yeah, I'm so grateful to keep going. Adios.